You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! I don't think I'll ever get sick of our intro music. I love it. Welcome to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan Chambers, alongside my brothers, Chris to my right, James to my left. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you are there to use their services gentlemen how are we doing today a smooth little patty pat on the back from ryan to his own self because he made the music amazing very very smooth i didn't well okay okay well i can't pick the music that was about it (laughs) (laughs) but anyways what's what's going on in y'all's life i got i got a lot uh i'm doing work and now i'm here how about that just start james what about you uh i learned how to make an app uh how to make a website using Azure. So that was fun. Good job, James. What about you, Ryan? I am really nervous because tomorrow uh, we actually have our first middle school pep rally. And this Ooh. is my first pep rally as like the middle school band director, first public performance. And I'm very nervous. <laughs> well. So I, the kids, the kids are going to do fine. I'm just really scared. I'm, I'm going to be that band director that messes something up in the middle of the song or whatever. So at, hopefully that's not me and I'm not that person or whatever, but we'll see. Well, you know what they always say. No, what do they say? Yeah, what do they say, Chris? Oh, I don't know. I was hoping you would know. <laughs> hey, but I do want to. I do want to point this out. I want to make this big screen too, so you everyone can actually see it. If you're watching on YouTube, new stars new jersey, jersey to add to the collection. Wait a second. Oh, baby. A triple smooth, sexy one. Dare I say the best stars jersey? Yep. It's the exact same stars jersey that they were wearing uh when the stars won the Stanley Cup back in 1999. So it's uh it's a coho, it's a little big for me, but it was like 50 bucks. So I was and just it's like, some good juju. Yes. So nonetheless, I thought it was cool. I thought I'd share it with everybody, but Anyways, let's get into uh, tonight's episode. We got some things to talk about, not a ton, but I think James is very excited to get to the end of the episode tonight because he has a particular... <laughs> he's, he's shaking his head. If, if you listened last <laughs> week, you will know why. Yes, you know you know what's coming. All right. So uh, first things first, what we're going to get into is we're going to get into a couple of extensions for uh, some bigger name defensemen. Uh Kind of surprising, a little bit surprising for both, but at the same time, not really. Uh, we're going to get into some Flyers prospect situations and like what's going on there and all that sort of stuff. And then we'll get into our Dallas Stars stuff. We're going to get into the Athletics article about the confidence in each team's front office and where the Dallas Stars rank on that. And then we'll get to the bulk of our episode tonight and we'll talk about... Uh, 
just ourselves and we'll go through each of the players on the roster and we'll do over or under uh, for each player on the stars roster. And I think there'll be some interesting conversations that come from there. And then like I mentioned, we'll, uh, James will actually introduce the uh, who cares segment tonight since it was kind of his idea. So we'll go with that there. Anyways, guys, uh, let's just jump straight into it with two big-time defensemen signing really big extensions, apparently. The first one is uh, Rasmus Dahlin uh, of the Buffalo Sabres. Very good defenseman. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but I've seen rumors on X, Twitter, whatever it's called, that he is going to be signing an extension for eight years at $10.5 million per season. And then uh, the other one that actually recently just came out tonight, and I had to add it to our... uh, to our outline tonight was the fact that Jake Sanderson of the Ottawa Senators, a really good young defenseman, 21 years of age, uh, played plays a bunch of minutes. And he, he looks like he's going to be a, a top two defenseman in, in the league. Uh, he signed an extension for eight years at $8.05 million per year. So um, just thoughts about this, these extensions. What do you know about these players? Anything that you can think of? Yeah, the, the, the Dullin one makes a little bit more sense. You got the big name guy, puts up the big points, kind of center of your franchise that you're trying to build right now. So that makes a little bit more sense. But man, 10 and a half is high. But that's kind of what started when Austin Matthews signed his biggest contract per year ever. So that'll open it up a little bit. And then the Sanderson one is very surprising to me. This might be a little bit like a uh, Lindell situation. Where, like no one knows how good he is unless you're a fan of the team, Um, but only 32 points. Like you said, he's still kind of a young guy. I would say not really proven himself and eight is a lot for a defensive defenseman, but I mean, we'll see if it pays off. I mean, um, I think a big part of what's going on now is what makes me so happy that all of our players are signed for next season. It was a good idea to sign them early. Like we signed them last off season and now the contracts look, they, they looked good before, and now they're looking like steals. Yeah. Yeah, so according to the numbers, Jake Sanderson and Miro Haskinen are equivalent. <laughs> so, yeah, good contract. Yeah, that was going to be literally where I was going to go next is to make this about the stars is contract oh. and seeing how much he's getting paid uh, compared to, like, these guys that are, you know, Again, like you said, Chris, Sanderson is going to be a good defenseman. I, I feel, I, I think I agree with you in the fact that he hasn't fully proven himself. He's only played 77 games, but he has looked very good in those 77 games. So, I mean, we did the same thing kind of with Klingberg. He had one good season, came out of nowhere, and uh, had an excellent rookie season. And then we signed him for, a, a, I mean, what could have been seen as pretty high at the time. He signed for, <laughs> what, 4.25? And then yeah. by the end of it, it was like, holy crap, that's, that contract is a steal. So I, especially with the Sanderson contract, I can see that being the reason uh, why they're signing him to that giant extension. But I, I think Sanderson is more, and again, I haven't really watched him much, but I think he's more of a two-way guy. He could definitely play on the offensive side of the game, but he is very defensively responsible. So it it... Kind of the same to Mira Haskinen, but I still think Mira Haskinen is a lot better than uh, Jake Sanderson. His so, offense, again, it, I think it's... His offense also isn't close. I mean, only 32 points, pretty rough. But 
yeah, I see what you're saying. He could, it could be something similar to Klingberg, but even at the time that we signed Klingberg, 4.2 was a lot less. That's what most decent forwards were getting as bridge contracts. Eight is what good players are getting right now. And a 21 year old with his first non entry level contract being that high, kind of nuts in my opinion. All I can think is that they see something that we don't get. And yep. if that's the case, then be watching out for him. And and that's why I brought up that it maybe is like only the people who actually watch him every day know how good he is. So, uh, yeah, that's the only way it would make sense to me. I think it's fine. I I, I think it, it's. I mean, if he if he stays, the, the worst at he could do points the, though, and he's getting paid eight million, then it's that's yeah. tough. It's man. definitely a speculative contract for sure. Yeah, but I think it's going to end up being really good in the end. I really do. Well, if you're a gambling man, go for it. Yep. What's next? <laughs> All right, moving on from that, because, uh, well, we didn't even really talk about Rasmus Dahlin. Did, do you think he's worth that $10.5 million? Yeah, I said yes. Okay, I, th- I think he is, too. It's I- a little high, lost. but that's just where the contracts are at now. Well, see, I don't even think it's really all that high. I think that's about right. I, yeah. I think that's a pretty market value contract. It's not too much. Like they're overpaying, like they did for, uh, like Toronto did for Marner when Marner signed his current deal or anything like that. So I think but, it's but right. It, it's right. I think I think part of where we're saying like it's little high is because if if he signed last off season instead of this off season, it would have been closer to nine, eight and a half. Yeah, but now everyone's like the cap's gonna go up, and everyone's expecting the giant jump. You saw so many people take one-year deals on like way pay cuts because they just want to play somewhere for a year and then get a big contract. But that—that's what everyone's anticipating. That's why we're seeing numbers like this. Yep, I agree, James. I'm still locked into last year's numbers, and that is not what's happening. It's—it's going up for sure. Just because I'm curious, and it's just a random thought. How much do you think Wyatt Johnston is going to sign for when his entry-level deal is up? I'm scared. Next year, the year (laughs) after? It's the year Uh, after. I think he's got two years left, right? still got two years Or am I wrong? You have have three years on ELC, I think. Yeah, two years. There's no telling what's going to happen in two years with the cap. I know, right? I mean, like, and and the thing is, he he is – he is so up in the air with how it could go. He could go the sophomore slump route and be just like Lucas Raymond in uh, the Detroit organization and have just like a nowhere near as good season as he has he did this past season. Or he could completely skyrocket and explode for like 70, 80, 90 points. We'll talk about that later. But, I mean, it, let, let's just say that he explodes. Let's say he explodes. How much do you think he's going to get on his first first of all, he's going to be on the first line because I don't know how much longer pads is going to have. He's going to be on the first line and he's going to get at least 8 million, probably looking at 10. Yeah. If he's, if he's getting around 90, he's going to be even more than 10. It's going to be massive, but that that would be quite the jump. (laughs) Okay. That's very speculative. But but, I know it's fun to talk about. That's, that's what off season's for. It's fun. We got nothing else to talk about. Right, that's true. Um, <laughs> but again, we got to talk about Jim Nil and the genius that is Jim Nil. The fact that he signed all of those guys. You, we briefly mentioned it, but 
I mean, you got Rope Hints at 8.45 million for like the next 20 bazillion years. Uh, same thing for Miro. He's at 8.45, the exact same cap hit as Robo. Rope Hints. And then Robo is at ridiculous. That's re- absolutely ridiculous. He should have made nine, ten million with his last contract. We gave him everything we could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, within reason to keep them keep the team competitive and still give uh, Joe Pavelski kind of what he deserves. And even then, he's taking a pay cut to to stay with he the stars, be effective. So yeah, I mean he's he is at three point five, and he signed his first contract with the stars at seven. So, you also got like the bonuses too, so it's it's like a mil more than that, I think. But it's hidden. Still, that's, <laughs> it's hidden. Yeah, it's it, it's it, it's buried in the next year. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's move on. So moving on into this uh, next thing, the the Flyers unfortunately have some really bad news when it comes to their uh, prospect situation, and honestly, it's uh, we talked about this guy last year, Ivan Fedotov. Uh, he was supposed to come over this past off season, uh, off season before, and basically be the backup to Carter Hart in Philadelphia. Well, that didn't happen, and uh, we we speculated, although it looked pretty obvious what happened from the fact it looked like uh, certain people in certain countries were keeping him from leaving, probably, and he was forced into a year of military service, uh, and. Then recently, the IIHF came out and said, "Okay, well, he's got a contract with the Philadelphia Flyers here in North America. He's also got a contract in uh, SKA St. Petersburg, and they basically said he needs to honor the contract with the Philadelphia Flyers. And they had a whole committee about it. They talked about it, and uh, there could be some issues uh, going forward if." Fedotov did not honor the contract with the Philadelphia Flyers. Well, basically what Russia said was, up yours, screw you. <laughs> he's not going to North America. He's staying here in Russia, and he's playing for our, for our best hockey team. So that that's kind of where that situation is with Ivan Fedotov right now, which is really unfortunate for him. And obviously he's not coming out publicly and saying anything for obvious reasons. And then... Um, the Flyers recently uh, drafted uh, Matvey Mitchkov out of the KHL and arguably was the second best prospect uh, right behind Connor Bedard. And uh, he, he got drafted at seventh because he is a Russian and the, the whole Russian thing has been an issue for GMs for years now, but it's even more of an issue now because of the war that's going on in Ukraine. And he... It, he didn't even play in, in the first couple of games for uh, SKA uh, St. Petersburg at all. He was a healthy scratch. And in the preseason, he had five points in four games. So I don't, it, it really seems like to me, you guys, how, however you want to look at it, it, it looks like there is a message being sent by Russia to these two players and also to. Uh, North America NHL peoples that we we don't give an absolute crap about y'all and what y'all want and or anything like that. So uh, anything you've heard about the situation? What what do you think about uh, this whole situation? It's really unfortunate for both Mitchkov and Fedotov. 
Yes, yeah, sucks for the players. Important to note that none of this is the players' decisions at any point. No, not um, at all. Also, it's kind of the logical progression of what was started when all Russia and Belarusian teams were banned and prevented from pretty much everything. I mean, if they're not participating in IIHF sanctioned events and they're being barred from doing that, why would they listen to the IIHF? They wouldn't, and now they're not. So kind of unfortunate, very weird when politics mixes with hockey, but we just have to hope that those players are safe and they do what's best for them. And hopefully it all gets sorted out later. And it it really does. It it stinks for Flyers fans, but at the same point, at least this, this year during the draft, they knew that that was definitely a possibility. Like, and where the Flyers are too. I mean, it, it's tough to see that go, but you just you gotta you gotta start over again. That's all you got. It it just really sucks to see for those two players. I mean, Mitchkov, uh, there have been some people who have said he could, he's gonna be the next Alexander Ovechkin. He's he's been viewed as being that good. And the fact that he's putting up these points in a men's league in the KHL, which a lot would argue is probably the second best league in the world, maybe the third best, but Still, it's a top league in the world. It really is. Uh, there's lots of players that that uh, come from the KHL, they come to the NHL, and they perform well, like Kuzmenko in uh, in Vancouver and Kaprizov in Minnesota, and it, it, it's it's happened before. So I, I just think, and I hope that for both of those players, they get their opportunity to come to the United States and uh, show off their skill. They make, a, make some money for... Uh, the skill that they have and probably the money that they deserve. I, I really am keeping my fingers crossed for them. So, um, anything else on that? I don't think there's really anything else on that. Nope. No. And by the way, just as a side note, if you want more information on that, there is a, a really long X thread, uh, that I reposted on, uh, and you can find it on the Starcastic remarks. Uh, I'm just going to say a Twitter page. And uh, there, it's like nine, ten threads long. It's it's really long. So if you want more information on that, I just gave everybody just the very basics. There's lots more with that too. So if you're more more interested in that, you can go look there. Okay, uh, moving on to uh, the Dallas Stars portion of tonight's programming. Uh, the Athletic recently released an article talking about the fan bases confidence in each of the teams in the NHL and there were quite a few skyrockets uh from some teams including the Vegas Golden Knights and there were some other teams that really kind of tanked and really went down further compared to where they used to be so uh up at number one is the New Jersey Devils which is no surprise considering they had a 47 point jump this past season they were 11th last year so they were at least heading the right direction and now everything seems to be put together. They look like a Stanley Cup contender. So we'll see how that goes. Um, some interest, uh, some really interesting ones. Uh, most in- interesting one, though, for, obviously for us, is the Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars skyrocketed way up the charts. And I don't think it's coincidence that it happened at the same year that Jim Nell wins the GM of the Year Award. So we were 24th last year. 24th last year and we skyrocket to fourth so just to get 
there's a little uh little blurb uh, that I want I just want to kind of talk about straight from the article. Um I think there's little doubt that Jim Nill is the higher echelon of GMs in the league. From drafting steals to signing bargains, he has been on fire these past few years. But even the best have their faults. The drafting and development has been exceptional. Trades and cap management have left something to be desired, but the consistent talent pipe talent pipeline, excuse me, they have created makes those issues into minor nitpicks. So very good summation of kind of how the stars fan base kind of views the direction of the organization. We, it seems like we, this is it. This is a perfect time to be excited about Dallas stars hockey. We talked about it all off season. You got the young guys, you got the, the guys in the middle and the prime, you've got the old dudes and, and kind of Sagan, Ben Pavelski Suter, and you've got an elite goaltender uh, behind all of those guys. So it's really exciting to see this team. And I don't think it's, uh, ironic that the stars jumped up to fourth after Jim no winning that award. Yeah. And I think that that article puts it really well. It was a lot easier to criticize Jim nil whenever he was making poor draft picks and poor draft decisions. Um, but now that he has a solid foundation of players coming and they're consistently coming and there's not really like you look back at our prospect pool and they're, like, there's not a stoppage. Like it, they're, they're just going to continue to come it over the next good. five years. Yeah that's like a foundation that you can always turn back on and be like, but look what we've got coming. I mean, that's yeah. something you can always go back to, even if you don't make the big trade, which last year he did make the big trade. And even if you don't make the best signing, which this past few years, he has made the best well, signing which last is year the GM of the year. Yeah. Last year he made the three best signings. I mean, he extended hence and then he had Robertson and then he signed Ottinger and they're all under like, eight million under market much. value it's it's it's, yeah. ri it's ridiculous what and, he did in the offseason and not to mention Haskin in the year before that he, yeah. he locked then, down the core for long-term contracts on all of them all under market value yeah and, and then the cap is going to skyrocket extra, next year and then he picked up an extra forward for four million for three years yeah and, and made two huge trades that turned into key pieces in the playoffs later on too so yeah jim nil ridiculous absolutely on fire Fully deserved GM of the year by far. Wasn't even close, I don't believe. So right now, he, if Duchesne pans out, he's on pace to do it back-to-back. -back. I mean, there's really no reason for him not to. And what's uh, and they're kind of talking about it over here in the, uh, in the chat over here, but Brooke's saying, so great to not have a rebuild. And Ardell is like, bleep a rebuild. Thank you, Ardell, for just saying bleep and not the actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> then we can put his comment up. <laughs> uh, but, but like, so this this could be something that a lot of teams look They could look at the Dallas Stars and say, hey, we can do that too. We don't have to go through a major rebuild. Yeah, we might not get, like, the Connor Bedard, the Sidney Crosby, the, you know, the Rasmus Dahlin, the, the top players that are like once-in-a-lifetime generational players, Connor McDavid. But you could still build a really good team if you have really good scouting and you trust your scouts to pick the right players and they tell you what players to pick. I mean, Wyatt Johnston is the prime example of that. He absolute still probably should have been, at least at this point, he probably should have been a top-five pick considering he, he came up so quickly into the NHL and he was immediately a 20-goal scorer. So maybe that changes depending on the trajectory of his career after uh, this season, but still, it's fantastic. Yeah, um, I mean, the, something I the wanted. Only teams, go ahead, James. The, the only teams to really like do 
what the stars have done. It's been like it's been the stars and the lightning. Those are the two thing teams that I think of when I think of they didn't really go into a rebuild and they've just been at least decent, like right there, always in the back of your mind. And now both of them, I mean, Tampa's been here for years now. They they're right in the forethought of everyone's minds. And now the stars, I think, are finally starting to call up there too. And a couple of things on that too is homegrown talent. Our new core all drafted and come up in the stars organization, all four of them. Um, that is not true of places like Toronto who have tried to trade into getting a core and it ha- has failed miserably. Um, and then the other part I, I of that, so. I mean, I mean, Matthews, Matthews was drafted. Marner was drafted. Riley was drafted. Uh, not Tavares wasn't obviously, but the, the, the there were three biggest players. They were drafted by the Maple Leafs. Mm. Why am I defending the Maple Leafs? I'm just trying to be fair. I Those guys are, their goalies change every year. Their whole blue line changes every year. Their bottom two lines change every single year. That's what I'm getting at. Um, and then you also have to have a good organization and players that want to stay on the team and win. Cause you're not going to get a Joe Pavelski three and a half million dollar contract or a Jason Robertson, $8 million contract or whatever garbage low contract Jake Ottinger just accepted, unless they want to be on this team and they want to win a cup with that organization. So that's a good organization on top of good guys that want to win. Shut up, Brandon. Welcome to Leafcastic Remarks starring Ryan James. Spinoff. There we go. <laughs> Solo show. Let's get it going. Shut up, Brandon. <laughs> Someone okay. call Steve yes. Dangle. Yeah, right. Okay, anyways, uh, what I wanted to get into a little bit was, so they've got about six or seven different categories. And in these categories, uh, they've got like letter grades. And one one cate- one column is like the public's view of how Jim Nell has done. And then the other column is how the fan base has viewed how Jim Nell has done. So Stars fans are a lot more pessimistic about their team than the public is like so just to give a couple examples welcome to dallas for, yeah, exactly <laughs> right right exactly exactly so like one of the biggest uh disparities was in free agency and envision so the public gave jim no an a minus in free agency and vision but the stars fan base gave him a b plus for both of those same categories so i know that doesn't seem like a huge difference that's because but all of the other categories were almost spot on with with the rest between the fan base and with the the public so i I thought that was something interesting to look at as well yeah i get it we 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 don't really sign the the flashy guy like this offseason no one's saying oh where's Duchesne going no not really he's not the big piece i think he was he was one of the biggest fishes on the market in my opinion patrick kane on the market that's because no one else was on the market okay patrick kane really there okay, is yeah, lots that, that of is other big true, pieces. James. Matt Duchesne was not the biggest piece on the market this offseason. He was a good piece, and he okay, was then a big who was? Who was the he used to be good. I gave you one, Patrick Kane. You're kidding, right? Carlson was moving around, but that was more of a trade. But still, I'm not kidding. Patrick Kane is way better than Matt Duchesne. I would like to uh, state the record that Chris could not think of another name other than Eric Carlson, who was not even a free agent. Oh, so. I only gave two names. Sorry. 
Somebody sue me. And neither one of them were bigger than Matt Duchesne. Just saying. Eric Carlson and Patrick Kane are lower than Matt Duchesne. Okay. No. Yes. Yes. Playing wise. No. Yes. Well, maybe not Moving Eric. On. Maybe not. A- maybe not Eric Carlson. But Patrick Kane. Yes. He. He. He's. He's less. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about. Patrick Kane's going to be the greatest American scorer. What the heck? Not for long. Okay, but at this Robo's point in his him. career, <laughs> he's not going to be a top six forward. He he might be a second line forward, maybe. But he, he would be best suited as a third. <laughs> I don't I don't even know what you're doing, Chris. Ugh. But I don't know what you're anyways, doing. He would I mean, be, honestly, that's that's a he would be best statement. suited. He would be best suited for a third line role. How do we get on this anyways? Who cares not everybody is the Dallas Stars. <laughs> not everyone yes. has Jamie Ben yeah. and Wyatt Johnston on their third line. Now, okay. So, anyways, so the last thing I want to talk about with this article, and then we'll get into the uh the points predictions over under. The the change in confidence over last year is dramatic from both the the public and also from the fan base. And this is actually where I thought it was kind of interesting because the fan base changes in confidence was much higher than the public. So the public's was 64% higher and the fan bases was almost 80%, 79% a uh, change in confidence compared to last year. So I, I, we are, we are so just like perplexed as, as stars fans. Like we well, don't give them a good grade, but we feel more confident about the fact that you, he's doing you a see, better job. I don't that, know. That's, it, it, I, I don't even know if it has anything to do with Jim Nill, but our team went from like middle of the pack scoring to top 10 the entire year, all season long. And we our defense top 10 in scoring and our defense was top 10 all year in scoring. I mean, so last year we were seen as a defensive team and that's, that's what we died on. Even into the playoffs, we, we died on the hill that Jake Odinger built. And then <laughs> that ain't that the truth. And, and and this season it was almost exactly the opposite. I mean, we just we went into some games and we just scored so that it didn't matter what Otter did. Otter could let in four goals and we'd still win the game. It's I almost mean, that, like the fans are more emotional than the general public. <laughs> but <laughs> also scoring goals helps going from not scoring goals scoring goals really big deal i like the goals fan bases. dim 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 fun it it really is so much more fun to, to to watch the stars actually score goals and not not win games two to one one to nothing oh yeah we're one of the most fun teams in hockey now it's great we are and everything we really and are everyone but- still is like oh they're so defensive whatever Watch well, just stupid people yeah. that don't watch us. <laughs> Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Kind of crazy, right? Well, good thing that's all over. NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use the code THPN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 and bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right. Uh, We ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into the big part of today's episode. We're going to go with the over-unders. For regular season point predictions for this upcoming season. So we're going to start. Do we want to start like fourth liners going up or do we want to start like defense? How do we want to do this? We're doing everybody. I say we can just go quickly. I don't All think right, let's do it. I'm go. ready. I'm ready okay. for whatever. Throw out a name. Give me a name. All right. Uh, James, pick a name. Radic Foxa. Okay, so Roddick Fox uh, this past season. Let me find his stats. I've got got him up here somewhere. Okay, so 81 games, 11 goals, 9 assists, 20 points. He ended with a plus 9. So let's go with the points. Uh, Let's say over or under 20. Let's just go with that since that's what he got last season. Under. Oh, my goodness. I pray that it's over. If it's under, Colin Miller scored more points than him. Call he's it playing Miller. on the fourth line, and it's. I don't think he's going to get that much opportunity. I think he's going under. Oh. Especially with the people he's playing with. They're going to get more points than him. I don't disagree, Craig but Smith oh is a, it, I disagree with you, James, because when you look at Craig Smith, I know he didn't score like a bazillion goals, but he has way more offensive upside than Luke Glendening does. Okay? Let's be honest. How many man, goals does Luke Glendening score? Smith's about Three? to pop off. <laughs> that guy's a fake that's a fake person move you hear his name his name is craig smith oh is my quick he went on an epic rant and then it, we didn't even hear it say something again nope it's nope, gone you're, Chris. Yeah, you're, you're still gone. you got you got a picture mike <laughs> now you have to listen to us to hit okay listen now to we me. can move on no we can't because i didn't give mine james shut your mouth over under ryan we're going over with Roddick Fox. Okay, now I'm not saying like he's not going to go way over, but I'm I'm saying like I don't know, 25, 26 points. That's way. I think over. he can get there. I, That's I, not I, way over. That's five points. I'm hoping for an over because I don't think he can score less than twenty. I think he can. Okay. Anyway, next. All right, my turn. I'll pick a player. Uh oh, this is an interesting one. Nils Lundqvist, over or under? He had. Played 60 games this past season, six goals, 10 assists, 16 points, was a minus five. Now, let's just assume he's going to play all 82 games or somewhere close. You don't have to assume that because he's going to. It doesn't matter. No one else is going to play. Uh, He's going to be over by virtue of him playing more games. Okay. He's going to be over by double. He's going to score 30. So you think he's going to get 30 points? That is what I said. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. All right. Ryan. I'm gonna go with the over two. I think that's an that's an easy one, but it's an, it's interesting. I still think it's interesting because he, how many points is he gonna get? Is he gonna is he just, you know, 
is he going to plateau at 30 or is he going to get more like 40 or 50? That's weird. I think I said 30. I should have specified. I think he can get more. You should have specified, Chris. That's my bad. Chris, choose a player. I'm choosing a player. Ty Delandria. He's not. Yep. 82 games, nine goals, 19 assists, 28 points, plus nine. Not necessarily a player that we really thought was like a fantastic uh, offensive player. But, but he was fantastic dude, did he have a great right. he was a, he had an absolutely fantastic year this past year just defensively he seemed like he was always in the right spot and even it's, though he got creamed all the time he still got up so over under it's just going to be tough it's going to be tough for him to get off of the fourth line i mean yeah under because uh, he's going to be on yeah. the fourth line the whole time i'm going yeah, i'm going under on that one too I'm going to say slightly over. If someone so gets hurt, like, then he'll go over. over. But yeah. if, if yeah, no one's going to get hurt at all. Well, I mean, for like an ex extended period of time, if no one gets hurt for like more than like four or five weeks, I think he's probably under still. <laughs> Knocking, on, Knocking wood. on wood. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, James, it's, is it your turn? Uh, Tyler it Sagan. Tyler Sagan. Okay. So Tyler Sagan, 76 games, 21 goals, 29 assists, 50 points plus three this past season. Over or under 50. Over. Over. Okay. Over. Chris, what do you over. Think? I'll do over. I believe yes. in Maddie. Maddie will get him there. Okay. So now James seems like he's more bullish. So how many points do you think he's going to get, James? I want 70. That's not going to happen, 70? but okay. I want it. Chris, what do you think? 51. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing the odds here. Okay. I, I don't think he's going to... I'm kind of in between y'all. I, I think it's over two. I, I think it's going to be about 60. That would be my best guess for him. I think. I really think he needs to get back to like 30 goals. Maybe 25. Something like that. 25, 30 goals. That would be excellent. He's not a first line center anymore he doesn't have to be dude he doesn't even have to be a second line center and he would be okay with the depth that the stars have so i think that he needs to find a way like jamie ben used the power play to get his point totals up i think I, if he I can don't think he has to do anything i mean marchment's gonna be second year on a new team hopefully that chemistry builds up and he doesn't have like a 20 week goal drought that's not gonna happen again and then he also is probably adding Matt Duchesne to that line or, or anyone else, really anyone in our top three lines. Now you can add any of them there and it's an improvement from who was who even playing there. Most, I mean, the Landry that was playing there most of the year, that's not a bad thing, but I mean, that's not ideal, obviously. Well, we're on the topic. Mason Marchman over under over. I don't. I'm, yeah, I don't even know what points he got. It's over. All right, <laughs> thirty-one. Yeah, points, he only. So yeah, I think so, it's pretty easy. I think it's pretty easy too. I'd say over without even looking at it. But he only did play sixty-eight games. Remember, he was out isn't for that bad for sixty-eight games. Yeah, but we it's expected not what a lot we were more. Promised. Yeah. Yeah, we expected a lot more from from him. But he had twelve goals, nineteen assists, thirty-one points. He really seemed like he was getting it going. Uh, right when Max Domi and uh. The Donoff were traded for. It looked like we had a solid four lines for like two games. It looked excellent. And then he got hurt. So 
I, I think his key is he just needs he, he, second year in the in the in the on the same team. I think that will help just having some consistency there. And I, I think he's going to explode. I, I and, really think like 50, 55 points is my guess. And I've been a, a, uh, a Marchment defender the entire offseason. I'm going to do it even more. But you also got to remember that he had probably one of the hardest years of his life last year. He got traded to a new team in the NHL for the first time, a new city that he's never been to. Uh, he lost his dad last year, which was obviously very hard on him. And he talked about it before the season started. So, yeah, he had a rough go last year. And I it, it's it's going to get better than that. He's going to be more comfortable. He's going to be around guys that are better. He's got a better player on his line. He's got Matt Duchesne that he's going to be playing with. So, it, it's going to be better for him. I'm very confident that Marchment will be over. I think he'll be over by a good bit. And here's a good point by Joe uh, down here. Uh, Mush isn't going to go on another 30-game drought again. I highly doubt that. I, I don't think I've ever seen that in my yeah. you know, the 20 is, years of watching he, hockey. I don't think I've ever on that seen drought, that. He went on that drought and still got 31 points. <laughs> that's true. That's also true. That's so, so even if he has like a drought that's like half of that, yeah. like 15 and games, he'll still be better. Over. And the playoffs just proves to me more that he, there's more there. He had three goals in the playoffs. That's huge for someone who had such a rough season. And he started so well, too. He, remember, he was he scored the first goal of the season last year. First two goals, actually, maybe, if I remember correctly. And the first one was a beauty. It was an absolute beauty. And that's when all the Stars fans were like, dude, we got this guy for $4.5 This is awesome. And then it very yeah. got worse from there. But... Uh, we'll see how he does. I, I think he's going to go over. I think we all agree with that. Okay. Uh, we've only done one defenseman, so let's let's pull out another defenseman. Okay, Miro. Uh, oh, is it my turn? Is it my, my turn? turn? It's my turn. Okay, go. Miro. All right, Mr. Miro, where is he at? I already lost his name. 73 uh, he's points. He's up here at the top. 79 games, 11 goals, 62 assists, 73 points, and a plus 12 on top of that. So ridiculous numbers. Over it is almost impossible to imagine him going over. And if I didn't see this today, I probably would say that he wasn't going to go over. But he, he there's there's a, a clip of him saying that I want to be the best defenseman in the league, like actively saying he's trying to be a Norris Trophy winner and that he is unsatisfied with his season. Are you kidding me, dude? Come on. So I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I kind of feel them there. Most of his points are assists. Only 11 goals, 62 assists. Yeah. I mean, he's got to score more goals than that. I'm talking more about the mindset. He got that dog. You know what I'm saying? He got that woofer inside of his heart, and he's he, he's not stopping. So just that, that based on that determination that he has alone, I'm going to say that he's going over. He's going over. He's still first power play unit. And, and he's going to at least be a Norris top three. Is what I'm going to say. He's going to be top three for Norris voting, if not win it. Uh, sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow, that was Jeez. poor timing, okay. Ryan. Be a professional. Yeah. Come on. Oh, shut it. Okay. Um, I'm also going to say over, but I think the assists are going to stay about the same. I'm going to agree with you. I think the goals are going to go up. I, I, I don't necessarily know if he's going to get to 20. I, I don't think he will, but I think I'll he'll say he gets get to 20. To, you think he gets I to can 20? See, okay. I can James see him getting to 20. Oh, no. No, I can totally see him getting to 20. I just don't think 
You don't I'm think it's sure going to happen, so you don't see it happening. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. don't could do see it. it. He could do it. I see it happening. So, well, this year, I, I think I think the power play is also going to e- even be better than it was last year. And we had a really good power play for good points of the season last year. And that second power play unit is going to look even better. Uh, I mean, he did have 34 of his points uh, be power play points last year. So that's about half of his points. So I think that increases and I think he's going to get more goals. So I'll say over, I'll say like 80, 80, 82, 83, something like that. I think he can get there. Okay. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Uh, Interesting one. Let's go with Jamie Ben. 82 games, 33 goals, 45 assists, 78 points, plus 23, ended with the second most points on the team behind Jason Robertson, mostly because of his 30 power play points that he had this past year. What do you think, over or under? He will remain at a very similar level to what he had last year, but it will be under. I think he's going to be slightly under as well. I agree with you as well. I think he will be slightly under. I think he's going to pick up uh, or he's going to get some more points for some of his linemates. So I think Wyatt Johnson will be able to bump up a bit. And I think the will be able to bump up a bit. And I think that's going to take away a little bit from Jamie Ben, but I think he's figured Less out how to play. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he's figured out how to play in his new older body now, finally. So he's finally adapted. <laughs> and I think, uh, I, he I also, think he, he's hopefully found something that he can ma- maintain because he did it all season last year. 82 games, no injuries. We know how tough he is. We probably was hurt for many times during that stretch, but he was able to maintain pretty much the whole season and stayed consistent as well. Yeah. Tied for power play goals, most on the team with Joe Pavelski and Jason Robertson, all three of them at 13, which is just a testament That's to insane. how good our power play was. It was top five all season. All right, uh, Chris, your turn. My turn. Jason Robertson. <laughs> Over. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Over. Over. <laughs> Can I say he gets 110 points since he ended with 109? <laughs> I, I'd, he's going to be above 100, but I don't... Can he do it again? Yes. Can he um, get more than 100? Same amount of assists. He's going to get... He's going to get four more goals. <laughs> 50 goals. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so, so 50 goals will get him at 112. He's an exceptional player. But nah, I'm probably with Chris. It's probably under. I'm saying but, under. Uh, okay. Rope's going to pick go, up some more. I'll go under. He gets the 50 goals, but he's under. <laughs> he has more goals than assists this season? Yes. He pulls That's an Alexander Ovechkin? Yes. Yeah, just shoots everything, which he already does I already. I want him to. <laughs> yeah, he shoots everything. Okay. He by far has the most shots on our team, and his shooting percentage is still fifteen percent. That's you want to look at shooting. Uh, okay, let's James's favorite stat. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's let's all pick one more. Okay, we'll go through one more time. All right, Rope. we'll try to hit the big ones. Rope is going to be over. Rope is going to be over. I don't. I can't I see so him too. not being over. He only had seventy-five points, and it was still like. It felt like he was doing amazing, especially in the playoffs. I mean, that, that's the player. In the that's the player he is, obviously, because it's happened more than once now. And I, I just, I, 
I think he's going to easily get to 40 goals this year. He he needs to plug into what he was doing in the playoffs and, and find a way. Just, just shoot the puck, dude. He needs to shoot the puck. 20.1% 20, 20. shot percentage. Yeah. That's and ridiculous. I think a lot of that is going to Jason Robertson. I mean, he, he was scoring out of his I mind. Agree. So I you, agree. You feed but, the you feed the stud, which makes sense. But but also there were times where it was obvious, like, hey, shoot the puck, and he just yes. did. And that's exactly what I'm saying should happen. That's what he did in the playoffs. He, he felt, took the puck, he shot and scored because his play style fit the playoffs better. So he needs to just do that himself, be a little bit more selfish, and continue to use his speed the way he did in the playoffs and his physicality, which we kind of saw in the playoffs a little bit too, which was very unexpected. It's find a way to do that and do it in a way that can maintain. And then I think he's going to jump up into top 24 to yeah. the league. The, the caliber of him and McDavid are not equal, but what McDavid did not what just happened in this season, but the season before last was exactly what I felt like Hintz did. I mean, his shooting percentage is ridiculous. Like, yes, he's doing some crazy good things, having some great passes, but like you're in some great positions to score and you have, one of the best shooting percentages in the league. Shoot the puck, dude. <laughs> well, and that you're exactly right, James. Like uh, Connor McDavid, he's just like, you know, I, I want to score more goals this year. He puts up 150 points. I, I forget how many goals he had. It was over 60. Was and I think he won the Rocket Richard this year, right? Yeah. I, I can't remember. I think he did. The reason why we don't remember is because he won it. <laughs> Name a trophy. Yeah, maybe that's win. why, yeah. yeah. If anyone else so, won it, we would know. That's true. I agree. <laughs> okay. Uh, for, I guess that was James's for mine. I'll go with Wyatt Johnston. Uh, it, it's way over. I'm just going to say he's not going to have a sophomore slump and he's going to be way over. I'm betting like 70, 75 points. That's where I think he could be at. I'm, I'm going to be full on bullish. That's a bigger on, jump than my Sagan guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's jumping that high just because he's not going to be on the power play. Um, he'll be on the second unit. He'll be on the second be better, unit. Which should be better he's this gonna, year. He, he, he is going to be a, huge. I, I'm telling gonna you, be, he's going to be a difference maker. He's going to be on the second unit, a unit that's not going to see the ice very often because the first unit is going to score all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> That might be true. <laughs> so I think, he, I think he goes up. I agree with what you've been saying all offseason that he's a different kind of rookie. He he didn't burst and try and make a whole bunch of flashy stuff happen the way like a like a like a Zegras might. He, he's just a solid guy. He plays veteran style hockey. He plays like he's been in the league for years. So I, because of all that, you have convinced me. I agree. He will be an over, but he won't be at 75. He'll be at like 50, 60. Someone needs to clip this. Someone needs to clip it and save it for later. Maybe I'll do that after this. He'll be over at 50, I think. Oh, that's it? 50? Come on. Yeah, I'm giving him like, 350. Like, oh my goodness. Maybe it's just me. Okay. I'll be I'll be happy if he's higher, but yeah. Uh Chris, who you got? Uh let's see. Pavs? Is there anyone else interesting? You wanna um, go with Pavs? Uh just because you suggested it? No, I don't. Uh <laughs> <laughs> jerk <laughs> yanni hockenpah 16 that's points the one we're gonna season. end on really yes, yes. Oh six my goals gosh. 10 assists uh you know <laughs> my boy yanni and he's gonna sit right at that same number no he's gonna he's gonna have 50 points this year 
if there was a dead even option, like it's right on the number, <laughs> that's what I would go with. <laughs> oh man. Uh I will say slightly over. How many points did he get? 16. 16. He's gonna have 17. No. Not happening. I'm giving it 18. Go He's going to have two more hacky clappies later on this season. Oh, gosh. You, <laughs> you, you, you priced it right at me. Rude. Yep. What do you think, James? Did you already say yours? I said even. Straight at 16. Straight even. <laughs> Oh no! That's if he's not the oh, no, it, no. If he's over, over or, under. or under, if he's over or under, I lose. It has to be exactly sixteen. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, okay, we're not ending on Yoni Hawkins. Yeah, we are. Move okay. on. No, we're Next not. Segment. No, I no. said we're done. Move on. <laughs> no, we're doing Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski over Protest. Or under. Protest. James. James. Over or under. Don't do it. Don't do it, James. We, we are putting him on the spot uh, on, on the protest. Internet. He's under. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll pick my I'll put my dead even option on on Joe Pavelski here. I think he, he'll get exactly seventy seven points. The protest Chris? has been broken. He's under. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, we are here on the our true new care segment. segment. This is the true best James segment. is very excited about this one. Okay. okay. So if you don't care about Veggie Tales, you can now exit the podcast and not listen to me. In fact, you might. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the Who Cares segment is your your favorite silly songs with Larry songs. Okay. Now, now this excludes the hamburger song because that is not a silly song with Larry. That's a love song with Mr. Lunt. It's different person, completely different segment. Factual statement. Uh, Chris, you go first. Uh, if you're here with us um, and you are in front of a type of device that can search the interwebs, I do recommend you listening along to these silly songs with Larry. They're amazing. Um, so that you can properly judge this here contest that we are partaking in. Um, my first one, we're going with a, with a fan favorite. Um, a little bit more on the simple side from the silly songs with Larry. We're going with the pizza angel you know yes this, good this, one this song is great it's about a great food the pizza the pizza in veggie tales top tier animation it looks like some good pizza i tell you <laughs> what um and then you just have the visuals of the video you have pizza coming from the ceiling almost as if raining down dude it's amazing pizza angel number three Ryan. Ryan, number three. Okay, I will go with my number three, uh, The Song of the Cebu. That's one of my favorite ones. I love that one. I think it's it's so silly. Cebu. Cebu. Oh, copyright, copyright, yeah, I can't copyright. Even, can't get copyrighted now. Come on. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. Restrain yourself. <laughs> sing it. Okay, I don't, I still to this day, when they, when they are singing really, really fast, I, I, I still don't know what they're saying. <laughs> I haven't bothered to look it up to see exactly what they're saying, but I love I love it's Bahumamu. How do you not know that they're saying Bahumamu? No, no, there's there's a different part. There's a there's a, oh a okay. the James, go on. Number three. Uh my number three is the hairbrush song. Quite silly. <laughs> Quite silly. That's a good one. Uh, it, it's a it's a whole story in it. It's 
a narrative a narrative uh, some might say and and at the end he's he's quite pleased with where his hairbrush went and, and the character development and growth the song. it's within amazing. the song i mean from from joy to using a product that is actually detrimental to him as a cucumber to the despair of not being able to use said product because of over his, this in the song too like because Chris of his just, he's just saying what's in the song because of his lack of the necessities to use said product um betrayal by a close friend betrayal it's all grief all and then finally acceptance it goes through all of it i mean all this the stages is just, of grief this is just, all the stages of grief yeah this song just it you know oh my god it teaches you things that's okay, my Chris. number two if y'all didn't get oh <laughs> Chris number is two. number two Ryan number two <laughs> Okay, uh, that, that's really funny because my number two is also the hairbrush song. Oh my god, that goodness. was my number two. So, I'm not gonna add. He Chris, changed it after my excellent no, description of said narrative song. Okay, Chris. Okay, Chris. Okay. Uh, my number two is Pizza Angel. It is, it is amazing. Great, great vocals in it, and it's Good. about pizza. So, how much better can it get? Exactly. Less narrative, but more fan service. You know, still you need, you need, in there, you know? You need the some fan service. Narrative. There is yeah. a little bit, but it's more fan service. You know, you got to have it. Sad song, too. Ends on sad note. It, it is, yeah. Okay, Chris, you're number one. My number one? This is the true best narrative within uh, within said silly songs with Larry. Ryan, and it contains almost... Almost a lyrical rap within said song, and it's "I Love My, oh my Lips" gosh. by by Larry the <laughs> Cucumber. Um, it's just it's, "Love My Lips." Actually, thank you very much, Chris. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't care what the actual is. It yours, is. Ryan? If it isn't yours, then I want you to leave this podcast right now. It's not my favorite. Ryan, leave. Please. My friends all laughed. And I just stood there to the fire department, came to break lock with the crowbar, and I spent the next six weeks in the lip rehab with this kid in Moscow. He got stuck by a bee right on the lip, and he didn't even. And it didn't, oh, dang, I broke it. Didn't even talk to you for the rest of you weeks. Were six so weeks swollen. And, swollen. <laughs> and when he did speak, he only spoke Polish. I know, like three words in Polish words until Polish. Oscar told me the word for lip. Usta. 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 <laughs> there we go. I love my lips. There we go. Usta. Oh, All right. man. Give me copyright violation for that, YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Ryan, what, what is your wrong incorrect answer? One? Give us the incorrect answer. Well, James, do you wish you want to go ahead and do your number one since it seems really uh, obvious? I, I, I already told you. Ryan, go it's, ahead. It's, it's disappoint okay. all of us right now. All right. I don't think it's disappointing. It's disappointing. You didn't even have love my lips on your list. Lo- love my That's lips was my number four. That's it. Was oh, he just That's made that up. He just pulled that out of his butt trying to save face. Okay. Do you want to see? I have like my whole list here. I literally go, I have 10. I have a snubbed. top 10. Snubbed. Okay. Go ahead, Ryan. H- how What's many do you, you all have a top one? 10? You're ruining the Ryan, episode. Just tell us what your wrong number one. Is. My number one is Dance of the Cucumber. I love okay. the song. That is it's, a good one. It's but hilarious. It's still not top three. It is top three. It's my it's favorite. It's not top three. I love it because love, of the other songs. I love it when he goes through. And he he's he he talks about how great he is. You and made like Chris cucumber. Leaf. Yeah, I did make Chris leaf. Uh, and, and then he makes fun about, of the tomato. That's rude. That's mean. I, I I think it's hilarious. And then at the very end, he says, "Can't even whistle." 
<laughs> and I, that is my absolute favorite part, and it's it's hilarious. I love well, it. Y'all both lost it is because y'all didn't include the hairbrush song. Uh, I would have accepted about? a substitute of the pirates who don't do anything instead of the hairbrush song. That was we my number six. The hairbrush song, James. Yeah, we all that was y'all's number. number two. That was number two. We all had the hairbrush song in our top three. Right, didn't we? Yeah, we just blew through number two spot. Yeah. I also like uh, the Water Buffalo song. That's also really funny. Ryan. And I like Billy Button, Stop too. talking. Ryan, Billy stop. A good stop. Point. You're hurting yourself. Am I actually hurting myself, or are you, are you just sad because I didn't put... You're, I you're, love you're, my making, me, my you're making me want to quit right now, okay? All right, thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Starcastic Remarks. We want to thank our sponsors, DraftKings. Use promo code THBN uh, to get some free little goodies over at DraftKings. And be sure to check out our website, StarcasticRemarks.com. Give it that little bookmark on your little computer, e-computers. You can check out blog posts that will come whenever we have things to actually write about because there's not much going on right now. Um, we will, you can see all of our new episodes up there as well. You can see all that stuff happening. See our shop. You can see all kinds of stuff on sarcasticremarks.com. It's actually much easier to use than it should be for three dudes that just decided to make a website. It's very good. Ryan made it. He's fantastic. It's very good. I have it bookmarked and I check it hourly. I check it hourly, everybody. Okay. Y'all should do the same. Yes, I'm sure. Um, we have our store. Go check out our store. Um, I think that's about it. Anything else you got, Ryan, for us to mention on this year closeout? Ardell says I win. So uh, if Ardell says I win, Ardell's wrong. I win. Sorry, no, Ardell. Love you, but you're wrong. Okay, Ardell gave us free tickets to go to a couple of playoff games. You so know what, Ardell? You're wrong. right. You are correct, Ardell. <laughs> you're 100 accurate. Ryan won. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank thank you guys very much again for listening. Uh, along with Chris. Uh, well, Chris looks like he has to say something. Nope. Say Sorry. It real quick. Nope. Just staring off into space. It is eleven thirty, and I have to wake up in five hours, so that's my bad. Along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. James is boohooing for Chris. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. And we'll be back with you guys next week. It is October Eve, baby. October Eve, meaning that the season is just one month away. We'll see you guys later.